0: Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and I wanna start the show off by pointing you in the direction of something that I found very, very funny. Last night, I'm on Instagram, and I follow a channel that gives a lot of movie updates. And this channel posted a trailer for an up-and-coming Mike Tyson movie that looks like it's gonna be absolutely insane. And not only is Mike Tyson in this movie, but Hafthor Jornson, the mountain from Game of Thrones, is also in this movie. And we've talked about both of these uh, men on the show before. We've talked extensively about Mike Tyson when I had Caleb Miner on the show, and we talked a lot about boxing. And over the summer when the mountain was going for his world record deadlift PR, we talked quite a bit about him. So it's just funny that these two men are doing a movie together, and again, This movie looks like it's going to be absolutely ridiculous, but in a good way. First, it's called Desert Strike. So maybe stop listening to the podcast right now. Stop what you're doing. Go to YouTube, type in Mike Tyson Desert Strike and take a look at this and then maybe come back and restart the show. But the first thing that popped out to me when I'm watching this trailer is the movie is called Desert Strike but it doesn't seem to be set in a desert or anywhere really near a desert at all. The opening shot, they're in a field of grass and there's a giant lake right next to them. And later on, they're you know in small towns, but there's also forest everywhere and trees. And I'm just like, I'm not getting the whole desert vibe of this. You know, I don't know who named this movie. Maybe it was Mike Tyson or the Mountain, but that was just the first thing that popped out to me. And that let me know, this is going to be a wild ride of a movie. It, during the trailer, they have little screen prompts where they're saying, hey, he was sent to protect them against an indestructible enemy. And then right when it says enemy, a van shows up, the mountain gets out of it, and he goes, hello, my name is Frank. <laughs> Just in his, this loud, booming voice, just announcing to all these refugees that Mike Tyson's character is trying to protect, which Mike Tyson's character doesn't look like he's qualified to protect anybody. He's not wearing any military gear. He's wearing like a leather vest that is very loose fitting and he's not, doesn't have any ammo on him. He just has one machine gun. So this, this looks like it's going to be a crazy movie. So I'm definitely going to watch it. There's scenes in the trailer where The mountain is carrying around a giant gun turret that would normally be mounted on the back of a truck. But of course, since he's the size of a truck, he can just carry it and use it on people, which got really confusing because when he shows up in the trailer, granted, this is just a trailer. It's kind of implied that he's going to be the villain. But then later on in the trailer, he's giving Mike Tyson's character a pep talk. Like, hey, man, you can do this. And that was just very confusing. And I don't know. I'm definitely going to watch it. The gun turret sold me. Uh, Mike Tyson in a fist fight with uh, an enemy soldier. And you can see that there's a wire attached to his back, which I don't know if that's on purpose. If it's a part of the movie, maybe he's attached to a parachute or something. Or that's just the cable that they'll use to have him fly around the room during the fight. Either way, it was very visible, and I'm kind of hoping it was the latter. I'm hoping it's just really ridiculous, and you can see that he's being pulled around the fight scene on a wire, because that'll just make it even more uh, enjoyable for me, because I'm just ready for just a wild, crazy movie. And then, of course, there's talk later on in the trailer about money and gold, which, of course, of course it is. Of course, Mike Tyson is sent to protect these people, but the mountain is there and Mike Tyson's also there because they're going to dig up some buried treasure together. This is going to be an amazing movie. I can't wait to watch it. Uh, I'm Going into it with the expectations that this is just going to be ridiculous. I really hope, so a couple things that I need to see out of this movie. I need to see Mike Tyson throwing some hands. I want to see him giving some uppercuts to soldiers while he's fighting them. They can be wearing helmets or not, but I want to see ridiculous fights. I want to see him miss one and put his fist through a wall, just showing his power. He doesn't need a gun. He's got his fist. So let's go full on Mike Tyson and have him just do some boxing combinations on people and knocking people out. I also need to see the mountain picking people up. I want to see him just do ridiculous things, picking people up, throwing them through walls. I guarantee you, I'm going to say it right now, there will be a scene in this movie. I didn't see it in the trailer. I'm just predicting. There will totally be a scene in this movie where the mountain either flips a truck or a car, or the bad guys, if he's not the bad guy, are trying to speed away in the getaway vehicle and the tires spin and it's not moving. And they look back and the mountain is holding on to the back of the car. Stuff like that has to happen. Uh, he's got to be throwing people through walls. He's got to be launching and backhanding people. It's just going to be insane. So I'm really excited for this movie. And a question I have for you, of course, the mountains, I'm going to focus on the mountain. Thor Bjornson. his acting is going to be rough in this movie. You can tell by the trailer. When he was in Game of Thrones, he didn't really have a whole lot of speaking lines. He just had to be the big hulking behemoth of the mountain. But now he looks like he's starting to get into some a little more serious acting roles, if you can call this serious. And he's going to have more speaking lines. Well, I remember seeing those early Arnold Schwarzenegger movies where it was really rough. Like he had no screen presence. He just had his physique and that presence about him that he's a big ripped guy. But he certainly couldn't act. But he got better over time. And now everyone loves... Arnold movies. He has so many classics out there. So do you think that Thor will get better in the same way that he's cutting his teeth right now? He's going to put out a string of really rough, but memorable and fun movies like this one. But then he's going to start to get better. He's going to start to know his way around the camera and around a scene and a set and be able to bounce off other actors and start to build up some of that charisma the same way Arnold did. And that might seem like a stretch, but in some of Arnold's early movies, he couldn't even speak English. So I don't think it's that big of a stretch to have the mountain develop into a solid actor. And look at Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Of course, he had that charisma and that presence coming out of the WWE, but still his early movies weren't anything special. And he had a bunch of them that were kind of cringeworthy. And now when he's on the screen, you can't take your eyes off him. He just has that presence and he draws in your attention. So I, I'm i going to predict now, it's going to take time. He's going to need an acting coach, which it's funny. So you need a coach even for acting. And, but I think he's going to get better. I think the more that he does this, he's going to get better. And I think he needs to kind of shy away from roles that typecast him into just being the hulking behemoth monster. And I think this is a good first step. You know, what it kind of reminded me of the interactions that I saw between Mike Tyson's character and the Mountain's character was that it almost seemed like Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger from the Predator movie, you know, like just the way they're bantering back and forth. It's clear that these characters have a history together. And who knows, maybe this Desert Strike will turn into a whole series of movies. This one's called Desert Strike, but there doesn't seem to be a desert anywhere presence. The next one could be snowstorm or snow strike, but there's no snow anywhere. They're in the jungle or they actually are in a desert this way or this time. I think they should just totally do that just to mess with people. So I think this is gonna be a great movie, quote on great. I can't wait to watch it. And I'll talk about it again later on in the show when I do watch it and give my, my full opinions on the movie. But I just think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So again, head over to YouTube or wherever you can watch trailers and look this up get a good laugh, and then just be ready for it later on in 2021. I don't even know when, I don't even think they had a date on when this movie is supposed to come out, but of course, it'll be this next year, probably on streaming services too. So we'll all be able to watch it on HBO or Prime or Hulu or something else. Now, I want to continue on the show here and give a bunch of shout outs to Albany CrossFit Barbell Club team members who have accomplished some pretty awesome things right at the end of 2020 and also right here at the beginning of 2021. So let's start off, let's go back in time 2020. It's December 27th and Renee did the December online qualifier for USA Weightlifting. She's just coming off of the Christmas and Kilos weightlifting meet. She established her first total at that event and she's noticing she's somewhat in striking distance to qualify for the north american east regional or or, or north american east open there we go Uh, so we're trying to get that total up we need an opportunity to see if we can get those numbers to climb a little higher and try to qualify and usa weightlifting is putting on these monthly online qualifiers so we decide just to go for it we had a couple weeks off between the meet with christmas and everything and we set this date on the calendar, December twenty Let's set it up. Let's film the lifts. Let's see how close we can get and kind of establish a really solid baseline for training in the future. And I'm happy to report that Renee took first place in the ladies 64 kilo weight class in the military division. So she's got a gold medal in the mail on the way to her. We'll get a, a, a podium uh the photo of her as well she'll have to bring that medal to the gym so that's an awesome thing right there we we took first place she snatched 40 kilos which is 88 pounds for a lifetime pr snatch and it was a great snatch full rock bottom at the christmas of kilos meet renee was struggling struggling a little bit with that going for a power snatch versus going for a full snatch and you know on this lift she went for it it was a beautiful lift you can see it on the albany crossfit barbell club instagram page she also clean and jerked 64 kilos to set a 104 kilo total which is a pr total by one kilo so hey we're moving that needle forward getting renee to where she needs to be next up we're going to be going for the january online qualifier we have a whole solid month here at the beginning of the year to continue training and then we're going to try at the end of the month to qualify and see how close we are again today. And the great thing about Renee is she's very driven. She's very dedicated. She's been bit by the weightlifting bug right after the Christmas and kilos meet. She was the first one to post in our private Facebook group. Uh, hey, there's a meet coming up in May. Who's doing it? Like, let's go. Like she's, she wants to do competitions. She wants to test herself. And that's just an awesome quality for an eight, a weight a weightlifter and an athlete to have. So Great job, Renee. Congratulations on first place in the ladies 64 kilo class for the military division. And let's just keep training and bumping that total up even more. So there'll be no doubt more updates on Renee to come. Plus, I want to get Renee back on the show at some point to talk about her experiences at her first weightlifting meet. And we'll also talk about this qualifier. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Next up, we've got Frank. So for those of you who have listened a couple episodes ago, Frank and I discussed this, his final goal for 2020 was to clean a jerk 160 kilos. It's been a year-long goal. He's connected with the clean a couple times throughout the year. And really he accomplished all of the goals that he set for himself throughout the year, except for this one. And you know what, Frank, speaking of dedication, Frank is super dedicated. He's up at Well, he's up before 5 a.m. every day. He's training and on the bar at 5 a.m., putting in the work, grinding through lifts, giving me feedback. We adjust the programming. He's ready for meets when we can go for him. And he's starting to really mature as a weightlifter, getting to that next level. Of course, in 2021, we're going to continue to bump up the total. We have big goals on the horizon for the snatch and the clean-a-jerk and also for qualifying for bigger events. But this last goal, this 160 was kind of lingering. And we decided to go for it on, I believe it was Tuesday. It was, it was the end of 2020, that last week there. And really, Frank was just going to have one shot at this. And I talked about this on Monday's podcast about setting goals and then going to accomplish something and kind of putting pressure on yourself, kind of giving yourself no way out. It's do or die. That's what I did when I went for my CrossFit Level 1, or excuse me, CrossFit Level 3 certification. And that's what Frank did here when he went for this 160. This is the end of the year. There's only a couple of days left in 2020. If he wants to check this one off of his list, he has to make it. He has to do it. And I'm happy to report that he did. Frank crushed 160 kilos. You can watch his entire clean and jerk session on the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club Instagram page. You're just going to have to scroll through the post, but you'll be able to find the whole thing on IGTV or at least just see that 160 lift that's posted there. And I'm so proud of Frank. I'm grateful for his dedication throughout the entire year and just how serious he takes the training process. You know, there's a lot of people out there that want to accomplish things in weightlifting but they don't treat it as seriously as they should. They don't go into training with a certain mindset that's gonna lead them to their goals. They take days off. They do extra programming that doesn't fit with their main programming. They don't communicate with their coach. They change programs too often throughout the year. Uh, Whatever you wanna say, maybe they do CrossFit as well. Like there's, there's a different mindset that Frank has than many other people have that I've observed And it's because Frank is trying to get to a different level. Frank is trying to get to nationals. That's our goal or one of our goals in 2021. And then in the future, Frank is going to win nationals. He's going to qualify and get on teams. we have big goals. Like there's, there's no ceiling on Frank's potential or where he can go in this sport, unless he puts one on himself. And right now, I don't see Frank doing that. I see Frank continuing to put weight on the bar and continuing to go after it. And he does a great job on weathering the storms of tough training, little tweaks or injuries that pop up. That's all part of the process. He has full trust in the process. And it's just great to see. And I think a lot of people can learn from Frank's attitude and the way he approaches things. And his progress speaks for itself. So great job, Frank. Super proud of this 160. But now, hey, it's on to 170. It's on to 180. And we know that. We put ourselves under pressure. And again, pressure is how you make diamonds. And we're looking to make a whole diamond ring right here. So stay tuned for more updates from Frank throughout the year. Of course, Frank will be back on the show at some point, And we'll talk more about this 160, what he was feeling, what was going through his head. I want to get his perspective here on the show so the listeners, you can learn from it. Now, final shout out for the Albany Cross Barber Club team goes out to Schaff. Schaff drew first blood. He got our first PR for the team and his first PR uh, the day, uh, the Saturday, when, when, when was? I don't even know the days anymore, but uh, January 2nd, there we go. On Saturday, January 2nd, I believe that was the second. I'm terrible with dates today, but he got the first PR for the Barbell Club with a 315 pound front squat. Uh, this is a goal of his that he's had for a little while. And we really didn't have an opportunity to go for that one rep max front squat at the end of our last training cycle in 2020. We had the meat pop up and then we kind of just rolled right into our off season programming. But Shaf told me, and this is a great thing For a coach to hear from an athlete, hey, I wanna I want to go for this. Like, can we put this on the calendar? Can can I can I can I come in on a Saturday and test this lift? I want to see what I can do. And of course, I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. So we got together on Saturday. Miguel was there. What a great teammate Miguel is coming in to support Shaf and also going for a one rep max front squat himself. I mean, he didn't get a PR. You know, he was uh, feeling a little tired that day. I don't know. I asked him, I said, hey, was there any excessive partying going on on New Year's? He said, no, but hey, you never know what, what what's going on there. But he still lifted a pretty high percentage of his one rep max. And it's probably, I, actually, yeah, it's the heaviest Miguel's gone on a front squat in quite some time. So, but otherwise he was there, supportive teammate. I'm pretty sure that helped Schaff to have someone else lifting next to him That makes going for that PR even easier, especially if you see Miguel is hitting such high percentage lifts, making them look good. That just pumps you up, hypes you up to be able to go for the lift yourself. And then I was there filming, encouraging, giving some tips, and we got that PR. So congratulations, Shaf, on a 315-pound front squat, one rep max. And this is Shaf's goal for 2021, to clean and jerk. He's going to get there. Right now, we're at the beginning of January. We have a lot of work to do. But Shaf has been making phenomenal progress all throughout the year in 2020, regardless of the gym being shut down. He was super dedicated over the summer and the spring, lifting in his garage when his garage is like 95 degrees. And he's also going through Ramadan during the uh, late spring, where he's having to fast all day. So Shaf has the mental mindset to pull this off. We just have to keep training and build up his physical capabilities, and he is no doubt 100% going to get there. Now, last couple things here with the club directly. Uh, just a shout out and a welcome to the Barbell Club to our newer members. We've got Justin and Louise. They are brand new to the club. They had their first training session with the team on Monday, January 4th. There we go. I finally got a date right. <laughs> but um they, they did a phenomenal job. They're, they're great guys. They really me- meshed well with the environment we have going on with the Barbell Club. They're very receptive to coaching. You can tell that, hey, they are looking to put in work. They are looking to train hard. They're looking to get advice and apply that advice. And that's a great thing to see from a new athlete, someone that you don't have a relationship with as a coach, just to see that, hey, this person's serious. And they're joining the club and they're already just getting indoctrinated with what we do as a team. And that's an important thing because you have to gel with the team. You have to allow yourself to be a part of the team as opposed to an outsider looking in that is just associated with the team. You don't want to be just in the room kind of with your your uh, tunnel vision. You want to be able to draw from what everyone else is doing in the room. You see someone across the room hitting a big lift and you can use that energy for yourself and you're happy for their progress. And then they bounce back some of that positive energy back at you. They're watching you do your lift. So it's it's a, a skill all on its own, being a part of a team and allowing yourself to be a part of the team's training process, even though this is a very individualized sport. I wish it was even more of a team sport. I wish there were team competitions. Talked about that on past podcasts. But anyways, I think that this is going to be a great fit. I'm excited to see the progress that Justin and Luis continue to make as we get more training sessions under their belt. Hope to get them in a weightlifting meet coming up in the spring. Just really show them the full extent of the sport. And I have no doubt that we're just going to continue to make great progress. So uh, I'm pretty sure that at some future date on the podcast here, I'll be giving them more shout outs on their, uh, their future PRs. And also, Josh is back. So for those of you who have been listening to the podcast for quite some time, uh, all the way back, Josh Heller was on the podcast. He's a coach at Albany CrossFit. He's been a longtime member. He's uh, helped me out in the Barbell Club before, especially when Bella first joined uh, about a, uh, over a year ago. Uh, he was in there helping me coach her and get her ready, and and now he's joining the Barbell Club again as an athlete, and he had his first training session there, and it, it's, he got his butt kicked. He did a little double duty, which double duty is uh, when you do the CrossFit class right before Barbell Club, and then you do the Barbell Club class. Uh, frowned upon, so for any listeners, this is not something that I sanction, it's just uh everybody's adults. It doesn't matter how many times I say this isn't a good idea. People are going to do what they're going to do. I'm glad that they're in the Barbell Club class and I'm glad that they're still pushing. Uh, Some of these people who do double duty have the ability to push on both. And actually, I will say one person who does double duty is Renee. And she has started adopting the practice of eating after the CrossFit class and then she has a sandwich or a wrap to eat during barbell club, so at least she's making that solid effort of fueling herself uh, because she knows she has to do all of this exercising and it working out for her right now. We'll see if Josh can handle it. Uh, Josh is a little older; he's a little closer, I think, to my age. So, masters lifter, and um, I'm, we'll see we'll see how long it keeps it up. I think a lot of people who have a, you know a big work engine can keep the double duty going for long periods of time. Others, I think, learn the hard way, hey, I have to drop one. And then it eventually starts to be that CrossFit class. So we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see how Josh weathers the storm of double duty. Uh, Either way, I'm happy to have him in class. Uh, It's a lot of fun to coach Josh and I wanna see his lifts go up. So stay tuned for more updates on Josh. Now, one last thing that I wanna talk about here on today's show is uh, just building confidence in the lifts to develop the ability to push when you feel tired and when the bar feels heavy. That's something that we had a great breakthrough on Monday's training session with a lot of people, but the one that pops up in my mind is Kat. So Catherine Toniati Yanilevich, she's been on the show many times. She is the current Barbell Jeopardy champion I uh, will see in the future if she can be defeated. I don't know, my money's on Cat. She's very knowledgeable on all things strength and barbell related. But she had a great breakthrough on our paused snatches. So we did pause snatches where you break the bar one inch off the floor, pause for five seconds, everything's braced, then you hit snatch. You can drop it or bring it back down. We did doubles on these pause snatches, pausing one inch off the floor for five seconds. And of course, that first rep, you're going to be all right, more than likely. It might feel a little heavy, but especially if it's your, as you're jumping up in weights, okay, you're getting acclimated to the jumps. It's your first attempt or rep at a certain weight. You hit it, that second rep, that second rep is what builds up your capacity in the future. That's second rep is what shows you what you can fight through and how you can push and hopefully build that confidence. And Kat had 105 pounds on the bar. She hit it for a single. Then she went for the double and she said, man, as she was holding that pause for that second rep, the doubt started to creep up in her head. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. My legs are on fire. They feel so tired. And then I I happened to be able to see this lift. I'm happy I got to see it. It was one of the smoothest snatches I've seen her do. It was perfect. She just pulled that bar, continued to pull, got it right into the hip, solid bar contact, kept the bar super close. And it was a smooth transition underneath. And even though it felt super hard. It didn't look anywhere near maximal effort. It's just the mind playing tricks on you. Your brain will tell you, hey, this feels heavy. I don't know about this. It will cast doubt. You have to ignore your brain. When the weight feels heavy in your hands or your legs feel tired, you have to continue to push and you have to trust your technique. That's what you're gonna have to do when you're going for a PR or some of those bigger weights that you've never done before. You have to be able to tune everything out and allow your body to move. And you have to stop fighting the barbell. So many people at the top of their pull, they keep pulling. They pull for too long or they try to pull the bar super high with their arms. They try to do extra things. When their feet hit the floor, they tense their legs and try to stop moving down into that bottom position as opposed to letting the weight push them down, continuing to use the full extent of their mobility and catch that barbell where they're supposed to catch it. It's something that takes time to stop fighting the bar, but a drill like this is one that really helps. And I explained this to Josh, uh, uh, cause he started to do the same thing where he was going into his bottom position much smoother than before. And I was like, Josh, you're just too tired right now to fight the bar anymore. So that's another great benefit of a drill like this, especially if you're doing it for multiple reps, like doubles, you're, you're gonna get fatigued and you can't fight the bar. You, you, you lay down your sword. Okay, this isn't a battle I need to fight anymore. I'm going to work with the bar now. I'm going to go with the lift and good things happen when you do that. There is no time to stop. There's no time to decelerate the bar once it's in motion. You just have to trust your technique and you have to just move and move with the bar not against it so that was a great breakthrough with cat and also a great breakthrough with many people in the class for our barbell club session um just to kind of feel that so we're going to continue to work on those pauses we have many different types of pauses we're going to work out throughout the coming weeks it's wednesday today So we will be doing the same thing with the clean and jerk where we'll have a pause right off the floor and then a normal jerk. We have a lot of accessory work going on with the jerk, this training cycle. Uh, There's gonna be no fancy pauses or anything like that. It's more more we're trying to work on the timing and the balance and the footwork with that jerk. So more updates will be coming from that. I'll fill you guys in on some lessons we learn as a barbell club and a team. And that's all I've got for you today. So definitely head on over to YouTube, check out Desert Strike. Uh, Head on over to the Albany CrossFit Barbell Club Instagram page, see some of these awesome lifts. You can see Renee's lifts from the qualifier, you can see Frank's 160 kilo clean and jerk, plus his entire training session from that day with the clean and jerk. And you can also see Schaaf's 315 pound front squat. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you also follow the Barbell Strikes Back and make sure you follow me, James A. McDermott, if you like. I will talk to you all again very soon.